Welcome to the podcast, Inside Out. If this is your first time joining us, this is a story that you've arrived in the middle of. It's best to start at episode one. This is season two, My Life Inside a Federal Prison Camp. Season one is the truth is the first victim. And it would be best if you started season one, episode one, and worked your way through. New episodes drop every Sunday. We're so glad you're here. This is Inside Out. I'm your host, James Catledge. Welcome aboard. All right, this is going to be a tough one. Uh, this, you know, we, we play tennis and handball and racquetball, you know, lots of sports out on the recreation yard at Taft. One of the things that I like to do a lot to pass the time is play tennis. And we've got a regular group of guys that meet out there to play tennis. One of my favorite guys to play with is Dunn. And so Dunn and I are similarly uh, talented in tennis, which, you know, I'd say we're average tennis players. And we both, you know, kind of like to reserve one of the courts and get out there and play. And we're, we're, we're doing this every day. You know, this is... This is a way to pass the time. Well, on this particular day, it's, it's the fall. I think we're into November, early December. And, uh, you know, this is probably true of all inmates. We give it a little too much athletically. We, we, we kind of overdo it, right? Because we're just competitive. We don't want to get beat by another guy. So we're in there, you know, beating each other's brains out. Well, the way I play tennis is, is I just move around the court pretty aggressively. And so Don hits a shot just over the net, and I think I can get to it. So I'm, I'm in a full sprint, and I get the racket extended. It looks like the ball may get to the ground before I get there, but I'm really reaching. I extend my full body to the point where I think I probably may end up having to dive here, which is ridiculous, but I'm extended that far. Well, I actually get to the ball, get my strings on it, and what happens next, I can't actually tell you what happened to the ball, but I will tell you what happened to me next. I plant my right foot so hard into the concrete of the tennis court, and a leaf happens to be right where I planted. And, you know, when you're trying to stop from full speed, it, you know, you're putting a lot of pressure into the ground. Well, I put my full pressure into the ground. Well, the leaf takes that leg. And now it's hyperextending. So my right leg is now hyperextending beyond what's straight. And I kind of feel that. So I, I'm, I'm now injured. Well, it hyperextends. And then somehow the leaf stops and my traction grabs. And it tosses me over the top of the hyperextension. Literally, my body now, with the right leg fully extended beyond normal, flips me over right up against the net. Now, I'm like out of it. It's, uh, it's kind of a warm day at Taft, even though it's the fall. It's kind of a warm day. I'm laying on my back. And as I look up at the sky, I know my right shoulder is somehow out of socket because I can kind of feel it. It's not where it should be. And I want to jump up right away so that I don't get any extra attention over there. I don't want any, you know, any extra attention. So I hop up 
and my left hip is not functioning. It's like out of socket. Now, this, as I come to learn later, is so rare that it's like a traffic accident is what typically causes your hips to come out of socket. Well, I got news for you. Laying on the ground in a federal prison camp on a tennis court with your left hip out of socket, your right leg having hyperextended, and my right shoulder out of socket, I'm in trouble. I know I'm weeks away from getting out of there to go to a hospital, even if I put in a request right now. I also know that the veterinarians who are running the medical center at Taft do not have the capacity to manage these injuries. Don comes flying around the net. He's my personal friend, and he gets down on his knees. I've hopped up, and I realize my leg doesn't work, so I sit right back down, and he says, are you okay? And I said, I think my left hip's out of socket. And he looks right in my eyes, and with all the certainty in the world, he says, I can fix it. Honestly, this happens. So Don, I don't even know what he's going to do. But, but he, played, he played football at the college level and has been a coach at the college level. He's, a, he's somewhat athletic enough to kind of know what to do here, I think. But there's really not a lot of time to consider this. I know swelling's going to start to enter in. Fluids are going to start to enter into that open socket. I mean, we got issues here. Well, he takes my left leg, the one that's out of, pocket, out of uh, socket, grabs it with all his – Dunn's a big, strong man. He grabs it with all of his strength and yanks back. And I'm going to tell you right now, uh, you, you could have killed me right there and I'd have been, I'd been fine. The pain and the blackout feeling I have is unbelievable. He says, hold on, I need to do it again. So now he stabilizes the other leg to give him some traction on the ground. Now we got a little crowd gathered around now. This is getting a little too much attention because you're not supposed to work on another inmate medically, but he knows something about he's done a lot of time he's in there like six seven years he knows if he doesn't help me i could have a lifelong injury here because the prison's not going to be in a position to fix this he grabs that left leg pulls back like creating traction gives it just enough space where the the joint can kind of find its way back in where all the tendons and ligaments want to naturally go and it drops back in like a lego piece Literally like an automobile piece finding its way back into place. It pops in. I feel it. He feels it. We look right in each other's eyes. And he goes, it's back in. And I said, yes. I then jump up, try to create some stability gently, and it's in. It's in. So I'm walking. I'm taking small paces around in a circle of tennis court. Feeling I'm lifting my leg. It is in. It's in where it's supposed to be. It's totally in. I can't believe it. Now, I said, done. we got to get this right shoulder in. He says, I've done this one before. <laughs> so he apparently had not done the hip one before. Well, he then takes his arm, creates a little space between my elbow and my rib cage. And then says, you need to close your eyes. I'm going to give this a lot of pressure. He then pushes my elbow down against my ribs with his arm in between so that it's got a little gap there. And first time it doesn't work, second time it finds its way back into socket. And I move my arm, and it's back in. Literally, Don has put me back together. So I'm about to faint. This is a lot of adrenaline flowing. They sit me down on the bench next to the tennis courts. I feel very fragile. 
I feel like before it totally stiffen up, I probably need to get to my bunk and lay down. I've got inmates that have Advil and stuff like that, that they're bringing me. You just would not believe the inmate love, care, and concern when another inmate that gets hurt, that, that I'm getting attention. Like you just can't believe from people who care. And the, the, there's an Armenian doctor directly across the hallway next to Fua who immediately starts to minister to me. Like, like he knows what to do. He's looking for a fluid leak in that joint. He wants me to look for bruising. He, he's got all sorts of indicators unrelated to medical at Taft that this doctor knows we need to be paying attention to. So his suggestion is as soon as you can get up and walk, you should. And so for about a day, Steve is pushing me around in a wheelchair, literally pushing me around. I mean, I feel like an idiot. And uh, I decide that we got to get rid of this wheelchair. I, I, I'm going to, this thing's going to swell up and I'm going to leave here with a limp if I'm not careful. So I begin to put on the miles. I begin gently on the walk one lap the first day, two laps the next day, three laps the next day, until I get myself up to that, that 11 laps a day, which I walked the entire time I was at Taft from that point forward. But I must say, I communicate with a friend of mine, Richard, back home in Utah, who is in this space, hip replacements, hip and joint injuries. He works with all these doctors. And all his doctors told Richard, number one, they think he's mistaken. There's no way that hip came out, that you'd have to be in a traffic accident to create that type of trauma. And then secondly, there's no way a human put it back in. It takes three or four doctors. You've got to create traction at a hospital. You've got to have equipment and strength necessary to pull that leg back far enough to create space for the joint to find its way back in. He's, all the doctors said this is going to take traction in the hospital for several weeks, let the swelling go down, and then they can surgically try to get you put back in position. And, of course, none of that happened. On the, on the concrete tennis court at Taft, my friend Dunn, Dr. Dunn, who's not a doctor, but we called him Dr. Dunn, the, the miracle worker, literally put that hip joint back in place. And Dunn and I know, Dunn and I know with certainty, that the hip was out of socket, probably sitting out on the end, not not over on the other side of the joint, but kind of out on the end, just kind of popped out. It flexed when I hyperextended. It flexed instead of breaking. It could have broken up there. We know we know many NFL guys when they have torque and stuff like this, Bo Jackson, Dennis Pitta, man, many professional athletes have broken the joint up high like that. Mine flexed. It it it, it flexed enough to let it slide out of the joint. And done, put it back in. There is no doubt about it. You can call it a miracle if you want. I certainly do. I lived it. And uh, the, the man saved me. The man absolutely saved me. And thank goodness he knew the trauma of having to wait on medical staff and go to the hospital and get in a long line to get to the hospital and then the treatment in the back of that van to get to the hospital, handcuffs and the whole thing. He knew he had to fix it right there. And thank goodness this man had the courage, the strength, and I was playing tennis with him when it all went down. It was all by design. I was looked after. I feel very blessed that it happened the way it did. Today, several years after that event, I have no issues, no residual issues. I have no reminders that this occurred other than just a vivid memory. But anyway, that's it. My medical disaster at Taft while playing tennis. So my advice would be this.
If you're going to play sports while doing time in prison of any kind, go easy. Go as easy as you can. I know it's hard to back off, but you need to do it for your own safety because the medical staff is not equipped to save you. No doubt about it. This is my life inside a federal prison camp. I'm your host, James Catlins. This is Inside Out Season 2.